Good morning, everyone. My friends, our two deacons for the parish, both of them are on vacation. And one of them is in Palm Desert, California, and the other is in Hawaii. <laughs> I'd like to think that uh, Deacon Mikhail, who's in Hawaii, is experiencing the Isaiah reading, where everything is beautiful and all the animals are at peace with each other. Well, Deacon Dale's in the desert looking for his John the Baptist experience. Hmm? <laughs> My friends, I, our first reading, uh, the prophet Isaiah uh, is putting forth uh, a message to the people. As I've said, the people of his time, it was very difficult for them. So he's putting forth a message of hope to them. And not just uh, daydreaming of hope, but uh, a promise. And uh, at that time, uh, the family tree, if you will, of Jesse, uh, that family line looked like it was coming to an end and ruin. That's why we hear the stump of Jesse, that image of the tree being cut down. But he says, but from that will come the Messiah. Out of that, don't worry. God can do all things. Our second reading talks about the importance also of hope uh, and how we should treat others uh, with the same way that Christ has treated each one of us, with great charity and with truth and compassion. Um, and, the, you know, of course, St. Paul puts forth that it is Jesus himself who uh, is the fulfillment of God's promises. And so it is, my brothers and sisters. And as I've kind of put forward to you, our readings are filled with a message of hope, and that must always be delivered. Um, it is a reminder of God's faithfulness to his promises. However, the gospel reading draws attention to a part of Advent and even Christmas uh, that we'd rather not think about. So uh, I'm going to make you think about it. John the Baptist is as much a part of Advent and Christmas as the Advent wreath and a Christmas tree is. By contrast to Isaiah, with his beautiful prophetic vision, his warm message, we have John the Baptist calling everyone to repent because the Lord is near. And it's not a horrible thing. He's telling you, get yourself ready. He is coming. Now, I know people would prefer to have the picture of Isaiah in today's first reading. The wolf will be the guest of the lamb and the calf will, be a, will sit with the young lion. They will walk together uh, with a little child to guide them. That's very beautiful. And for, it's reminiscent of the Garden of Eden. And Isaiah knew this, and that was, he knew the people remembered, so he gave them a message. He reminds them, you remember the story of the Garden of Eden? To give them great hope. But enter in John the Baptist in camel's hair saying to the Pharisees, you brood of vipers, who told you to run away from the wrath that is coming? And then he says, prove that you have converted, prove that you have repented. My friends, that is not the kind of message one expects to find on a Christmas card. You will not find that on the Hallmark Channel, will you? You will brood of vipers, 10 a.m., 10 p.m. Stay tuned. <laughs> My friends, I joke. Uh, and what's even funnier is uh, I, we were told that John wears camel hair and a belt. And you know who else was wearing camel hair and a belt? Isaiah. Isaiah. Both of their messages need to be spoken. 
Isaiah spoke the message that was needed to be spoken in his time, and John the Baptist spoke the message that was needed in his time. And therefore, uh, the little priest, Father Mark, must speak a message that is needed in our time, a message of hope and a message of repentance and to prepare for uh, Christ. It is important to us Christians that we have John the Baptist in Advent uh, and in Christmas. After all, uh, can we really know the joy of salvation if we have no need of being saved? You know what I'm saying? Many people want Christmas without Advent, and they also want Easter without Lent. And uh, they want happiness without sacrifice and peace without true justice. And they want heaven without repentance and conversion. John reminds us of the importance of conversion, that Christmas is not just a holiday season, uh, but a moment to renew ourselves in the power and the grace of Jesus Christ. And it is for our own good. Huh? This spotlight uh, on John the Baptist in the Advent season uh, on repentance and conversion is good for us. The Old Testament prophet Isaiah shines a spotlight also about the meaning of Advent for us as he paints a picture of harmony and peace according to God, not according to the world's idea of harmony and peace. We see what that is. Uh, but he paints one of how God sees harmony and peace. And I know, my friends, uh, sometimes the words of the prophet Isaiah seem so far away uh, for some of us at this time when there seems to be so much conflict and tension in our world. So what do we make of Isaiah's prophetic vision then? And uh, Isaiah's words show us that the reign of God and his peace is always a possibility. I need you to pay attention here. Conflict and tension is not the only thing in our world. Every generation, including our own, has had conflict and tension. But every other, every other generation has also had the possibility for peace. And our generation is not different either. We have the possibility for peace. In our generation, the past does not have to decide our future. Are you willing to make an effort to become agents of a different way? Jesus spoke, I am the way and the truth and the life. And the time is coming where I will give you a very clear explanation of that statement because it has been misinterpreted often. So, are you, his disciples, you the baptized, willing to make an effort uh, on that different path, a different way of living? If you want a world of harmony, you must be willing to sacrifice pride and ego to establish it. If you want a world of peace, you must be willing to be peacemakers yourselves. You understand? If you want a world of honesty, you must be speakers of the truth in all things, always. If you want a world where human dignity is respected, you must be willing to respect the dignity of all people, including those people that you do not like or those people who persecute you. 
That is Jesus' words. I've mixed them up a bit, but he said that. If you want a world where human life is respected, are you willing to stand up for the dignity of all human life from conception to natural death? Will you protect life and see its value always? Isaiah's words remind us that the peace of the kingdom is a possibility in every generation. Finally, a highlight on the true meaning of Advent and Christmas comes from the words of St. Paul to the Romans. Welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you. How did Christ welcome people? The Holy Scriptures are filled with examples. But in short, he showed us that God's love shows itself not in embracing saints, but in embracing the sinner and going after the sinner. Saints he has already. Jesus said, I've come for the lost ones. My friends, you and I did nothing to merit God's love, nor do we have to earn it. It is pure gift. His love comes to us free. But that gift comes with great responsibility for the receiver. If God has loved us, how much more then should we imitate that love towards others? Perhaps in Advent and Christmas are times to reach out to the difficult people in our lives. I call them sandpaper people. <laughs> and to try and see them the way that Christ sees them. Maybe we can try this season to welcome them as Christ welcomes everyone. But this requires, as John the Baptist said, repentance and conversion and making straight the path. It requires an attitude of hope. It requires faith in God's promises. Many, uh, maybe this Christ Christmas then, huh, will not bring complete peace into our world but it can bring peace into your individual lives and thus to the lives of your family members and friends who are near you. My friends, uh, the disciples of Jesus Christ are called to help to build up the kingdom, to spread the kingdom uh, by being kind, by being truthful, by being honest, by being just. I can go on. You know the rest of the list? Please shake your head. I know, Father, the rest of the list. Thank you. My friends, it is a struggle in this world. And we will never win it completely in this world. But that struggle for holiness and to do good and to show compassion, to forgive, it is good for us. It is good for humans because um, it awakens everything that is best in us. Isaiah's vision lives on in our midst as a task for today and a promise for tomorrow. The Christian is to hope in all things at all times.